Kiwi Yarns with Brodie Kane. Kia ora and welcome to Kiwi Yarns. Today's guest is like a big, tough, heavyweight boxer, but at the same time he's an all-round nice guy and even of late, a bit of an actor. Ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Parker, he became New Zealand's first ever world heavyweight champion in 2016, but it was in the years leading up to that where Joe grew a lot of love and support from all around New Zealand and the world for his kind of shy, very warm and humble demeanour. He's never been one of those boxers that's just out there for show. I mean, there's plenty of them, um, and that's been very refreshing. Of late, he's been entertaining us with all his hilarious lockdown videos, making me wonder if there's maybe a new goal in the back or front of his mind. Joseph, thank you so much for coming on Kiwi Yarns. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am good, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um <laughs> Sounds sounds good, you know, knowing that I'm the first uh, New Zealand someone heavyweight champion. Um, and it doesn't really kick in until you hear, you know, people say it. And then obviously with the uh, the lockdown videos, that was the, the best time I've had. Yeah, see, let's, okay, let's cut to the chase with those. Because what you've displayed since video number one came out, which was the epic uh, recreation of the Hugh Grant uh, Love Actually scene, and that was outstanding. Yeah. And, and I'm not surprised you've got good dance moves, but you just sort of kept going. Is there some sort of alternative career path plan there, or was you just bored at home? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was more like a bit of boredom uh, because it, listen, we all locked down. There was so much time, you know. I'm spending the whole day with the family. I had my time to train, but then I, I was like, "What else can we do?" So then, Kerry, the you know the, the magic man behind it all came up with the ideas and uh, the songs and you know the movies that we've done. And I'll tell you this, it was probably the most fun I've ever had. And I respect those in the, in the industry because it's not easy. Um, and it was, uh, you know, changing outfits, putting on makeup, you know, um, learning the lines. It's not easy. But it's, it's given me a, a big respect for them. And I, I, I feel like I, I may be able to give it a crack in the future. You know, you never know. Well, I think yeah, I, I genuinely think you could. I mean, because there's nothing worse than when someone tries to do a parody and a parody rather, and it falls and flat. It, but but you but you you seem to have nailed it. And for people that don't know, Kerry is a, a very talented cameraman and editor, and he did lockdown with you. He's sort of been um, with you for some time now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. We've travelled the world, um, you know, and he's um, done a lot of recording. You know, the big major fights, Anthony Joshua, Dylan White, I think he was there. And, and, and many other fights. So he's been around, uh, been part of the team for a long time. And it was great to have him part of the bubble. So that was a, that was a bonus. So let, talk to me as a professional sports person, how lockdown was for you. Because, you know, you, you're, you're often based in Vegas, but you were back here in New Zealand. And in a unique uh, weird world where you probably for a while weren't even certain about what the future of your career would look like. Yeah, so with the lockdown, I mean, my goal this year was to fight in February, which I did. Got a good one under my belt. And then I wanted to fight another two or three times this year. I wanted this year to be a busy year because 2019 was very slow for me. One fight for that year. And I guess with the, the you know, everything that happened, everyone's plans are on hold. But I'm just not sure what's, what's uh, you know, I can't fly overseas to America. I can't fly to the UK. I just, I just don't know. Is that almost still the same now? That you, you, I mean, I know that you've got that. Um, there's been some sort of back and forth with Junior Far, but you know, you, you at the moment you're sort of in limbo. 
Yeah, at the moment it's still in limbo. So the, the only thing that I have control over is train hard every day, twice a day, eat good food, clean food, try to, it's not easy. <laughs> and uh, rest as much as I can in between having, uh, you know, looking after the kids and, and every other sort of uh, thing that we have on every day. So when you, because I'm interested in that whole training aspect, because, you know, I've watched a lot of um, sports people on the news over the past few months and that, and it must be hard though when you're not entirely sure what you're training for when. So have you sort of adjusted the way, have you and your team adjusted the way that you're training at the moment? Oh yeah, we, we're not really, uh, yeah, it's, that's actually a good point because, um, you know, leading into a fight, we get eight or 10 weeks before the fight happens. And I think with every other athlete, they, they lead up to an event, they have a date. And uh, when there's no date or there's no venue or there's no opponent, I think the, the main focus is to, to keep the fitness up and just to keep building on strength. And hopefully by the time the fight's locked in, I've developed a lot of power to knock someone clean and cold out. <laughs> well, that is the aim of it. I mean, do you know what's quite funny about that and, and you saying that? And you, even when you say it, it still it still comes with a kind tone. But you and you're a very <laughs> kind and you're a very kind soul. And I dare say that that's a lot to do with your your family and your upbringing. Um, but how do you translate? kindness your, your kindness and your humbleness to flick the switch and go i actually need to knock yeah, yeah. this person out like sometimes they take my kindness for weakness but ah. listen uh, ah, but um the, the switch is because obviously um i have a goal and then the second thing is that i know that they're trying to knock me out so i want to knock them out first and then the third thing is that um you know in, in, the, in boxing if you lose you go way down the ladder so the, the goal is obviously to go out and win, but you want to win in spectacular fashion because everyone is interested when you look good. And that's, you know, everything is all this adds up and then you have to put on a good performance and an interest and then you get better purses and, you know, the list goes on. So when you look back at um, 2016, at that epic win against Andy Ruiz, uh, you know, on, on home soil, and you must have, like, that was a pretty epic feeling, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, I, yeah. 100%. Epic. The the best feeling ever. And that's, would, would you say that's when you're riding that high and, and everyone's behind you and, you know, you, you're feeling good. Then you get to arguably the biggest fight of your career with Anthony Joshua. And although you lost that, there was this admiration for, for you as well about how you had you know, here was this guy that used to just get in the ring and just knock people out. And you and you held him the whole way. Were you proud of that or was it just outright disappointment that you'd lost? I was proud um, that we reached that point, a unification belt, which, is, which a lot of fighters dream to reach and, and sometimes they don't reach that. So a proud moment was to become champion of the world, get the unified um, belt with Anthony Joshua. I lost that fight, but... And saying that, I was proud that I was able to take him the distance. I could have done more. I should have done more. And it's just a learning experience. I reckon the next time I fight him, I'll be a lot more aggressive. I'll throw more punches. And I'll go for the, you know, I'll take more risks instead of being, uh, you know, more defensive and trying to look after yourself in the ring. What do you think, when, when you say that, it's great that you're able to say that. What do you think held you back can I honestly ask was there an yeah. intimidation factor because he is who he is or the massive setting or what do you think it was 
I, I think the, the game plan was to go into the fight um, and, and fight him on the back foot and, and uh, counter, whereas I should have been more aggressive. And, and secondly, I can admit that when I went into that camp, I was overweight and fat, and I should have went into camp in shape to work on you know technique and skills and punches instead of going into camp and trying to lose weight. That was my goal. You know, I was 125 kgs, cutting down to 107. That's a big drop in 10 weeks. Yeah. So I can honestly say I was fat and I should have been in better shape. But then the game plan, I should have been more aggressive. And you can't be aggressive if you don't really, if you're not as fit as you can be. I was At the time, I was fit as I could be. I reckon now I'm way fitter. Right, okay. So then going back to comments that you make, you, you build up, you get to that level, um, you have a fight like that, and then a fight with Dillian White and, and lost that. Is that when you're describing that feeling when you're up there and then you drop a bit and it's like, shit, how am I going to, how do yeah, I get yeah. back up? It's like you get to that, that point and you fight Joshua and then you drop a little bit. Then you think to yourself, okay, I'm going to smash Dillian White and get back to the top again because I'm right there. And then you lose him and then you think to yourself, how did I lose? Like, you know, all these thoughts, am I good enough to be at the top? I just lost two fights. How am I going to get back? How long is it going to take? You know, what do I have to go through? And then uh, we got two or three good wins after that. But in saying that, I, I, I know that I belong at the top and I know that I can beat these guys. Just give me that chance or the opportunity to show myself again. My goal is I want to be two-time world champ. I want to be unified champ. If I achieve that or when I do achieve that, I want to go hiking, fly a plane, fly a helicopter, do this, do that, whatever it is. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I you have told me before that you do have a deadline an age deadline where you want to stop boxing. Is that still the case? That's still the case. I think with the COVID, it's pushed it out a year. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't want to fight anywhere past 30. It would be 35 and under, even earlier than that. that that's, my, <clears throat> that's what I've sort of said. I can't go past 35. That's fair. And I like that you've got that. And, what, and tell people what, what the reasoning is behind that decision. The reason is because some fighters don't know when to stop and some fighters retire and then they, they make this big comeback and uh, they stay in there for too long. And then I also want to keep, you know, my the sales within my brain. I don't want to get, I don't want to lose too many. I think I've lost a few. The Dillian White fight with the headbutt, but I don't want to lose too many. At the end of uh, my career, I would like to be known as a fighter who got in at the right time and got out at the right time. And he still can spell his name and, and, and remember his family. Uh, and um, was smart with his uh, money. Have you also used lockdown to reflect on, pretty much alluded to it, other yeah. things that are important? And you know, because you are away a lot, but the fact that you are you are home with you with, with Lane and your three beautiful daughters that must have been delightful. That was a, that was the best. Like just training, I love training, I love boxing, but the the ultimate um, happiness for me would be with the family, and. You know, and then we're able to do things together. You know, they jumped in some of the videos, and then I was able to try, you know, a bit of acting. Um, and, you know, and I did a lot of cleaning. I reckon I'm a pretty good cleaner too. I, I'm good on a vacuum. Um, <laughs> you know, cleaning the car. You know, I, I, I'm sponge. Are those, are they, are those, is that the right names for it? <laughs> no. Sponge? What do you spit? Like, yeah, you've got a sponge that you making. We making a cake sponge, yeah. or you were sponging something? No, I was sponging the, you know, the top of the. the, 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 now, you're the table. Make, now you're making things up. So, look, I just want to ask you though, because obviously, and you're talking about, you know, what you want to do when you're a bit older and stuff like that. But also, do you want to? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to ask this question, but I'm going to anyway. Do you want people to 
still think that you've got it when you're dad to three teenage girls, you know, like, oh gosh, that's uh, that's Joseph Parker's girls, don't mess with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, imagine, uh, yeah, at that, when they're teenagers, I, I, I want people to go, oh damn, he's, that, that's the, uh, that's that's that Joseph guy <laughs> sitting on the front porch. Sitting on the front porch. Sitting sitting on a front front porch shadow boxing when people come in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I think that's brilliant. Um, when can I ask you? Uh, just back to back, back to boxing. Can you talk us through your on the day the fight day ritual? So what you do in that lead up? Because I always find yeah. that really fascinating. So the fight day, um, depending on whatever day it is, sometimes a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No, not Sunday, but uh, on the fight day, you know, we uh, that's the day where we can have a bit of a sleep in. Uh, so we wake up around, I think, 7 or 8 o'clock. And then we have a team breakfast, and then we have a team walk. And uh, the, the, the most important part is the walk. You know, you get that fresh air in the morning, and, and the team's all, <clears throat> everyone's in a good mood. Music is playing, we're dancing on the street. Everyone's driving past if it's in New Zealand, beeping, hey, what's up, how's it going? And then from there, we go back to the, the hotel. We organize the lunch and the dinner that we're going to have. And then we play card games. We play PlayStation. I reckon I reckon they always they always say they let me win, but I, I win. I reckon I win because I'm better than them at PlayStation or cards. You know, we play a, a numerous amount of games. And then um, we have lunch, which is pretty much chicken, pasta, avocado. And then the, I think the most important part for me would be the nap. Oh. Um, the most important part is like the sleep or the nap that I have after lunch, which is about two, three hours. Really? Is that a sleep? Yeah. See, I would have thought that's so interesting. I would have thought that you'd wake up a bit groggy in that, but wow. No, so you sleep uh, after lunch for two or three hours. And then um, when you wake up, that's when the, the dinner gets served to your room, you eat, and then you just, you know, the boys meet up at a certain time, say 4 p.m., turn the music on, or, or 5 p.m., turn the music on, dinner's there, I'm eating, and everyone's dancing and having a good time, telling jokes, laughing, and then we make our way to the stadium. So it's all, it's it's, it's pretty much like a normal day, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun because everyone's in a good mood, and I don't really like uh, you know, being quiet or being, or you know, everyone has to tell jokes and have a good time. And when you get to the stadium, um, you obviously do a bit of a warm-up. When you get to the stadium, you go to the ring, and you check it and make sure you're happy with it. Um, if you're not happy with it, you can make adjustments and then you go back to the you know, changing room. You still learn, take out your uniform, take out your shoes. You know, you're watching the other fights on TV, but that's when you start stretching and, and warming up. And, and, you know, everyone's there. Um, you know, some of the boys are like, go, Joe, go, Joe. All right, Joe, you're looking good. All right, yeah, on fire. <laughs> like, shut up. No. <laughs> and when you, okay, so there's so you're up to there and then you've you got your wraps on, you've got your gloves on. Um, when you walk out... You know, because it's such a spe- it's always such a spectacle. And let's be clear, there's some people that just do that go quite, um, quite over the top with their walkout. Um, who came? Who who came out with the crown in that last year? No, it was Fury. Fury came out with the. I mean, uh, I mean, Deontay Wilder came out with the with his uniform before the lights and all that, and Fury came out with the, the throne <laughs> and his crown and people carrying him. And, it was a spectacle. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, but you I mean you you don't do you don't sort of buy into that kind of 
I can't do it. I'll look, I'll look, I will look, I will look out of place. <laughs> uh, all I want to do is put on my uniform, put on the gloves, walk out, and have my team behind me, and that's I'm 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 good with that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that um, because it, as I said at the start, you're you're very humble and um, acutely aware of 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 where you're from, and very proud of that, proud of being a New Zealander and your Samoan heritage as well. Do you think that's a lot to do with your family, you know, with your with your mum and dad and, and things like that, that that has kept you grounded? I think it's a lot to do with uh, family, culture, um, the way that I was brought up, but then also church. I think all of that comes into play, and that's the reason why I'm... I, and like my mum said to me back in the day, you know, someone you want to fight, don't jump out like everyone else and celebrate, you know, just you let the ref do his job and lift your hand. And I, so I feel like that's been told to me so many times that every time I fight and win, I'm just like, oh a good one you know what I mean and, uh, and oh, one thing I wanted to say imagine if you were one of those fighters that walked out and you had a, and you had a throne and a crown and you like showing up and then you got knocked out then people will remember you as the person that walked out with a cool as entrance and you got smashed yeah I, I agree with you I sort of go the proof is in the ring not in the walk on the, yeah yeah hey. but but then again it's entertainment and people love it and people are cheering like, oh my gosh he came out with a you know with a throne and the, oh my god he's the man yeah, yeah, but then he lost. So um, now the other thing is as well. So you've, you're you're in the ring, okay? And so well, you've walked on. Um, I know we're sort of like <laughs> I'm going all over the place here, but you're so you're in the oh, ring, yeah. and um, you're about to uh, the first round's about to start. What what what's going through your mind? Oh, uh, what's going through? So uh, when you're in the ring and, and the ref does his um, you know instructions in the middle of the ring, then you go to the corner and you say bye to your team, thanks. Uh, and then that when the before the bell goes, I'm like, all right time to smash this guy like pretty much just all right go out there and try your best to knock him out and but does, in a controlled way yeah and does it is it can you hear the, the noise around oh, you you yeah. can you don't block it out there's certain you can hear the noise but there's certain voices that you can hear yeah. i can hear uh, my brother i can hear Kerry's voice and a few of the boys but there's a, a certain voices you can hear but then you hear the, the crowd and you hear some crazy drunk guy go bunjum jabber <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're in there, um, you've obviously built up to each fight. So you've learnt someone's fighting style and what they're good at and what they're not good at. And um, you have also what you're good at and, well, strengths and weaknesses, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So what would yeah. you say at this point your strengths are? My strength at this point would be speed. And I have a pretty good movement. Um, what I need to work on would be being a bit more aggressive and, and trusting my power more and my punches. You know, because I got speed, I just have to use it more and throw more punches. What's your signature punch? I my I'm pretty known for the jab. I think yeah, I have a good yeah. jab, um, quite fast. I think I'm, I'm I think I'm faster than Andrew Ruiz. Yeah, well, he was quick though, wasn't he? But no, I, I would agree with you. I'm not going to disagree with you. And the reason, <laughs> do you reckon the reason you've got such a good jab and you're so quick is because you were starting to learn to box at such a young age, like you loved it from really, really young? Oh, yeah. My dad would always tell me, um, you know, he'll watch, hey, watch this. You know, there's Mike Tyson, watch Muhammad Ali. And then he'll always uh, do drills with me at home when I was, you know, uh, flicking out your hand as fast as you can or trying to catch his hand and he'll move it. And I think with that, at a young age, we just kept doing it, kept doing it, and I think that's how I developed uh, good speed. 
Did you describe to me what you were like as a kid? Like you grew up in South Auckland. You're the oh. middle. You're the middle child. Um, were you a, were you a good kid? Were you were you naughty? Did you love life? Describe little Joseph Barker. Hey, little little Joseph would be. I was very good at home. Um, a little bit naughty at school and trying to be cool and funny or whatever. But that's another story. But at home, I was a very good. Um, son, I think I was. I was cleanest. I was the cleanest out of all the the, the, the kids. My sister <laughs> and my brother. I would come home and clean it, dishes and vacuum, and, and wait for my parents to come home, and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, son, you are the best!" And I'm like, "Yes, I am." <laughs> and then I was just like, "Just my sister and my brother, like, shame on you guys." <laughs> oh, I love that. And you have good relationships with them. Really, a really yeah, good relationship with all of your family. Oh yeah, we have. Uh, we're, we're we're tight family. You know, my sister works for me full time, and she's um, a lawyer. She's uh, she you know, finished her degree, and my brother, he's uh, boxing. He trains with me every day. So, and I see my parents a lot. You know, we um, <clears throat> I think we're a very close family, and we love spending time together. And also, Joe, you are very, I mean, obviously born in New Zealand, but very, very strong Samoan heritage. You're very proud of that and you've taken a lot of time and made a lot of effort to um, to go to Samoa and, and, you know, back to... Have you been? I have. I have. Oh, good. Did, Take I, to Samoa. Yes, I went, I think it was 2010. Yeah. I really want to go back because I, it was absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Such a beautiful place. I, I love my, my um, Samoan um, heritage and, and I love the culture and I have a title name uh, in Samoa which is a chief name um, I don't know if you can say it, it's Lupe Soli Aina Auli Olimali so that's my chief name that I've received <laughs> and I re- it's a, one of the things is uh, when before I fight they mentioned my whole name Lupe Soli Aina Joseph Parker so that's how, you know, I'm very proud of being um, uh, a New Zealand Samoan When did that title when was that bestowed upon you? I think it was bestowed upon me in 2015 or 16. Um, had a ceremony, and uh, David Higgins got one. His one's uh, singing Ali. So we both got it together. Cause, because of what he's done for Nisamo and what I've done, they've given us this name as a, as a sign of respect and a sign of uh, representing. One of the other great things you do, Joe, is um, well, you're a role model to young people, and, and you take a lot of time to go and visit schools and talk to young kids and 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 show them and like sort of pave the way to give that message to kids that they can do what they want, which I think has made you so popular as well. I think it's important. Uh, you know, I, I remember, I think I remember when I was in school and I think Monty Beatham came back to master. He's an old boy and he spoke and I got a few things out of it. And I think, uh, you know, from me, if I sort of felt that way of hearing someone who did pretty good, I think if I went to schools, which we have been, we, I mean, I love meeting the kids. You know, some of them want to act tough. Like, hey, Joe, I want to smash you. <laughs> like, hey, just re- just relax one day. <laughs> so we've been visiting a few schools, and we still got a few schools coming up that we're going to go visit and do some boxing um, classes with. And I'm I'm looking forward to being being there, meeting the kids, meeting the the parents are coming along, and uh, just uh, sharing some experience and knowledge. <clears throat> now, people might there's a few things that people may or may not realize about you. Uh, one that you're a very good, you're a really good piano player, aren't you? I wouldn't say the best, or I wouldn't say I, I think I'm pretty okay. I can learn um, self-taught, or self-taught, and also taught by my sister. She is way better than me at piano, and I, I, I'm yeah. So she's better than me at piano, and she's better than my brother at piano. My brother's better than me at piano, so I'm just sort of the, I'm still good, but I'm not as good as them. 
and then uh, I'm I'm the best at guitar, and and they're not as good as me at guitar. And then uh, my, I think my younger brother is. I think I'm better than him at the drums. Oh. I'm better than both of them at the drums. So, th- so you can play three musical instruments. Wow. And the triangle. So that's four. Oh, and the triangle. And did you learn that? Did tambourine. you all learn in the tambourine? <laughs> Love a tambourine. Love a tambourine. Yeah. Did you all learn that? Did you all learn that when you were growing up? All those instruments. Yeah, we learned it. Uh, my parents would send my sister and I to piano lessons. She would listen, and I would just muck around. And then uh, my dad taught us the guitar, and I sort of picked up on that more than the other two. And then the drums, we pretty much just um, like I got it all in, at my house because that, that's how much I love music. So a drum upstairs, guitar, piano, and a triangle. That's very, very clever. The other thing that people n- might not realise is that you could actually, well, I'm pretty sure I've got this right because I remember when we built that flat pack, flat pack, we had a race when I was working on Fair Go and you were one of the quickest. You could be a carpenter, right? Oh, yeah, I love construction. I had a scholarship after school. Yeah. And, uh, because, I, because I was representing New Zealand and we started building the foundation at school, I went to another country to represent New Zealand. I came back and they already built the house. So I missed out on the whole process. Oh. And then I thought to myself, you know, put this on hold and I'll just give boxing a go and, and, and hopefully it turns out good, which it has. Well, exa- exactly. And do you have a favourite fight, most memorable fight? My, my own fight? Yeah. My own fight would be a uh, memorable one is when I fought uh, a, a guy down in in Chicago and I knocked him out in the first round because he was a bit of a tank and he came forward and tried to knock him out and I caught him with a nice punch and I was like oh damn <laughs> but then after I knocked him out I had to go I, I wanted to go check and make sure he was okay because he was a nice guy they're all nice guys but are they though are they all are they all no surely they're not all nice guys they actually all are nice guys like even example Dylan White um, you know even though we had a, a sort of a they're going back and forth in the lead up and we had a good fight after the fight was respect and we still text each other hey what's up bro how's training I even text him two weeks ago hey bro I like your shirts can you send me one he sent me three of his shirts really thank you bro you're the man oh well okay okay then will I take that back okay that's it's just it's the it's the pre-show to get bums on seats then clearly isn't it pre no it's pre-show and sometimes it is quite real in the beginning but then after the fight because you've went to war with this person, you show respect and you show um, yeah, gratitude that the fight went well and you know we made some money and we put on a great show and hopefully we can do it again. Right. Okay, so we're, we're in, um, what are we in? Crikey, we're in August. So you're, you're, you're sitting there at the moment. Are there goals or are we just like, I'll just, I'll see what happens? Yeah, we're sitting in August. The goal is to try and make this junior fire fight happen. Mm. Um for October, if we can, or because it's getting late, you know, we're yeah. getting, I can't believe it, almost already to Tim October, November, December. Oh my gosh, the year's gone fast. <laughs> oh, pinch me. I know. It is real. <laughs> but you, and you usually, though, so if that was to happen, you'd usually um, train I in Vegas. Fly to Vegas and, and get sparring partners and all that. But because of COVID, um, I think it's a lot safer to have the camp here in New Zealand and we can. You know, do our best to find sparring partners. But the first thing is, we just got to make the fight happen. Mm. We got to sign contracts, and everyone's got to be happy. And um, but if we can't do that, then there's no point thinking about anything else. So, okay, if you're not fighting this year and you've got to keep your training going, what else keeps you interested? What do you like to do in your spare time apart from dance, uh, apart I, from I, play I, the piano? <laughs> I love fishing. Fishing is my passion. 
Oh. I, I love to go fishing. I um, what did I do? I went on Wednesday. I shot out to a lift from Half Moon Bay, and I shot out to uh, Little Barrier Island or Great Barrier Island, and I did some fishing there. On the way back, this was my first time there. On the way back, um, I started running out of fuel. So then, 20 minutes before we arrived at the wharf, I was so worried because they said empty, and I was like, I was relying on faith. I was like, please, Lord, help us make it back. <laughs> so we did. We made it back safely, but that'll be the first. Not last time to go there, but I won't go there often because it was it took up a lot of petrol. Possibly something you should have planned for, wouldn't you have thought? I, you know, I filled up the boat. You know, <laughs> I filled it right up to the top, and then you know, so one of those things is good learning experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, we caught we caught fish. We caught some snapper, some kawai, some trevally, a gurnard, some sharks, and it was it was a good day out. Are you a good cook? Oh, I am superb. Are you? I, I am fantastic at making toast. <laughs> <laughs> Two minute noodles. <laughs> well, the simple things I can, um, you know, warming up sausage already pre cooked. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that honesty. That's so good. Um, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of looking after my parents. That's the proudest thing. Or, or yeah, that's the, the sort of the proudest moment is being able to look after them for what they've done for me. So awesome. Oh, now, I'm having kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I'm proud to be a dad. That's probably my favorite thing. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Hey, we'll do the um, we'll do the Kiwi Yarns quick fire questions for you. Yeah. Question number Happy. one. <laughs> Question yeah. number one is what do you bring to a summer barbecue? What I would bring to a summer barbecue would be raw fish, number one, top of the list. And if you don't like it, then there's no other option. (laughs) Well, the good thing is someone else has said something similar before and said it means that if no one else likes it, I can eat it all myself. Yeah, we we can have more. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now that's good. I like that. Um, And you're going to this barbecue with your raw fish. Five Kiwi people that you're inviting to the barbecue. Five Kiwi, I would invite um, Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I would invite um, David Tua and Shane Cameron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are they sitting all together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Cause, and then I would invite Taika Waititi just so I can try and work my way into the to get an acting role. That's a great, that is a great barbecue. Oh, listen, people would love to attend the barbecue. I yeah. think so. Well, Lorna, I, I, I'm here for it. I think that's that's a great solid uh, type five, so good on you. Um, your favourite Kiwi artist or song? Uh, my favourite would be 660, Don't Forget Your Roots. Oh, magical. I, I like, yeah, because I, I can sing along to it and I think I've hit all the notes pretty good. Yeah. And then, But then also I got dance to it and it's got a good, it's got a good um, uh, sort of a story behind it. Yeah. So you've mastered, you've mastered that one, have you? Yeah, I yeah. Okay, good. Well, they're, they're a very popular um, answer to that question, actually, because they're epic. Um, question number four. Where would you love to go in New Zealand that you haven't been? I've been around New Zealand, a lot of places. I've been, you know, obviously, I love here. Queenstown is pretty a good place. Um, well, one place I'll probably want to visit would be Hobbiton. 
I've never, you know, I've never been there. I've watched the movies, you know, in New Zealand, and uh, yeah, I want to meet the, the hobbits. Of, of, I never would have ever predicted that answer, but I'm sure that you will get there one day. <laughs> yeah, please, if you can find a way to get me there, I would, I would appreciate it. You, t- I think you should. I think you should go to yeah, Hobbiton, take Kerry, and do some uh, reenactments. Have you got hairy have you feet? Been? Have you got hairy feet? No, I haven't. You'll, you'll fit right in height wise, no. Oh, hey now, oh, hey oh, now. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you got, you'd fit in oh, with your hairy so, feet. Hairy so. <laughs> <laughs> back, you mean? Oh God. Okay. Well, Hobbiton. That's that's a that's a great answer. Um, and your final question, Joe, is finish the sentence. I'm most happy in New Zealand when I am when I am out fishing with my family. Good one. And not running out of petrol. That's, that's yeah. When you've fully planned your day right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you have enough petrol, enough baits, and you're with your family fishing and eating raw fish. See how I just combined the whole circle of life right there? Kaboom, yes. kada beam, bada bang, bada boom. I love it. I love it. Joe, is there anything else that you want to add to this discussion? It's your chance to say something that My you might chance. want to get off your chest. Oh, just, I love life. <laughs> It's great. I do. I, you know, I think the most important thing is just to be happy every day. And if you're not happy, then try to be happy. And if you're still not happy, then I don't know. But you must have some days that you feel like shit. Oh, yeah. Some days I'm going to stuff this training or stuff this or, you know, but then I try and switch. Right? Be happy. Mm. Be positive. Because every day is a good day. The sun's up. Oh, yeah. We're breathing. <laughs> I love that. I think that's and that that uh, that's a whole part of why people love you. And and I think a lot of people f- feel like they know you, and are sort of on that have been on this journey with you the whole way through because you've yeah. always been this way. It's a great journey. Everyone's been there, but it's still we still got a, a bit to go. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Still got some people to smash, eh? Oh yeah, punch in a nice way, knock <laughs> out in a fantastic way, beat down in an awesome way. Oh, I love it. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining Kiwi Yarns. And thank you to everyone for listening. We will see you next week.